Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. We're going to jump right into this conversation with Jens. And quick favor, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you would take 8 to 23 seconds out of your day and leave us a five-star review, if you think we've earned it, we would greatly appreciate it. It not only shows us love, which that's great, but really it helps to validate us as a worthy podcast for other people to listen to when they're searching for a cycling podcast. I think a lot of people have commented how awesome these athletes are for sharing their time. We want more athletes to learn about this stuff. Um, Please share with a friend also. The social shares really matter. They really help us. And honestly, the more people that hear about this, the bigger the guests get, the better the interviews get. And if you have any questions or comments, definitely hit me up, brendan at evoke.bike. And really great first episode. There's going to be two parts with the ends. Everything from the baby Giro to doing 3030s to motor pacing. And really listen to what he has to say about sweet spot training. What part of his rider profile got faster? And then what did not get faster? You know, and someone made a comment that I don't like sweet spot training. Low threshold riding or high tempo has a strong spot in training, but it should not be an entire training program. I do not believe that there should be a sweet spot training plan. You need to progress onto something harder and listen to what happens to ends. Sweet spot is not your answer for bike racing. I'll leave it at that. Overprescribed. Anyways, let's get into this one with Jens. Also, if you want to check out the strength podcast that we put out, part two will be coming out this week, and then we'll also be dropping part two with Jens. Hope you guys have a great week training, racing. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you check out the podcast. There's an episode almost every day. They are short to quickly make you faster. Talk to you guys later. Ed, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, good, good. And you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Excited to chat. I appreciate you coming on here and sharing some of your experience. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it was for me. Tomorrow I start training around uh, nine it was just an easy ride because the next uh, days uh, i have test days uh, i have uh, also a new trainer since uh, a couple of weeks and uh, no i need to do some tests uh, to see where is my level at the moment what kind of tests are you going to do uh i need to do for the first time like inside testing uh, i don't okay. know if you know that uh, yeah yeah, like a twenty-second test, three minutes, six minutes, and twelve minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, for me, it's also the first time that I do some tests like this. It's also um, the first weeks that I work with uh, with uh, the Insight protocol. Okay. Yeah, I did their test a few, uh, maybe a year and a half ago or two years. My like time range with COVID is all screwed up, so it was before COVID. So maybe it was like 18 months ago or so. Um, well, I, I have some questions for you about that. Before we jump into the training full full steam ahead, the, the first question that I always ask, which I always thought would be the easiest, but it turns out to be the hardest. Um, so everybody knows, who is Jens Reinders? Did I pronounce your name correctly? Yeah, it's true. That's my name. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, this is my first year with uh, Tosor Flandre. Uh, last season, I was riding for uh, Hagens Berman Axion, uh, the team from uh, Axel Merckx, also the American team. Mm-hmm. And 
two years before I was rider for uh, Wallonie Bruxelles. And uh, the years before when I was U23, I was a rider for uh, Leopard Pro Cycling Team. Um, and uh, there I started also my uh, my U23 uh, career. And um, I think two years ago I had a really good season. I take uh, one pro victory. And uh, I was third in uh, Paris-Roubaix and also third in Gent uh, Wevelgem uh, with the U23 riders. I think that was one of my best seasons uh, with U23. And then uh, last season, I go uh, to Hagen's Berman Action to try to win, um, uh, to win a classic race. And uh, there, then there comes uh, COVID. Uh, and COVID-19 uh, broke the rule season for me. Uh, the first part, I was trying... To do to try uh, to win um, a classic race with U23 before I leave to to the bigger teams. Then uh, with the COVID, uh, every race in um, yeah in Belgium, also in the world, uh, was cancelled, and uh, also every uh, classic race with U23 was cancelled. And for me, that was uh, mentality. It was. A really hard part because I say to a lot of teams, no, I uh, I will try to stay one year or the first part of the season. I will st- I will stay U23 to try uh, to win a victory um, in the classic because yeah, it's nice to say uh, you can win a classic with with the pros, but uh, it's I think it's much harder than with U23. And I think I had a good opportunity to try there because I was already two times on the podium. Mm-hmm. And if I not uh, crash in the Tour of Flanders, uh, maybe I was also there on the podium. But I crashed at uh, 300 meters before on the finish line with uh, Thomas Pitcock. And uh, that was also, I think it was a good uh, opportunity there for, uh, for the sprint uh, with a small group. To go for uh, the victory, but yeah, uh, that cycling and uh, a crash, uh, yeah, sometimes it's uh, happened and sometimes you're lucky. But that time I I was not lucky. <laughs> I was not lucky. <laughs> you'll you'll have your day. So how old are you right now then? Uh, no, uh, this year I uh, I'm at this moment 22. Okay. But in uh, 20 days I will be uh, 23. Ah, uh, yes. okay. Because I was looking on uh, like online, so I was like, "Oh, he's still twenty-two. He's still U twenty-three, but not for long." Yeah, no, no, no. From uh, from the end of my, uh, I'm uh, not U twenty-three anymore, but uh, it's not a problem because I'm already pro now. Um, but yeah, it's for me. It was it was a hard way the last year. And then uh, I was thinking uh, maybe from August I will do a really good end of the year. Uh, also for Hagen's Berman Action, I want to show me uh, in the team because, yeah, I saw them one time and that was on the training camp in the beginning of the year in uh, Hillsburg in America, yeah, California. Okay. And uh, I was trying to do my best and uh, I started then in uh, Tour de Wallonie where I took uh, two days the young jersey. And uh, then I go to Giro, uh, the baby Giro. 
But uh, after the third uh, stage, I crashed really hard. I crashed two times there in the second or in the second stage, I think, and and the, and then again in the third or fourth stage. And uh, I need to stop uh, because I was like every everywhere I was open. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> yeah, it was not possible to 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 start the next days and uh, later all. Uh, I have also an infection on, uh, yeah, on some uh, injuries there. Okay. And then uh, that was like, ah, fuck! I cannot, uh, I cannot do the rest of the season. It's already over. But mm. I, I was working and trying to, to come back so uh, so fast as possible. And uh, I also, I think one of the chances for me was like uh, uh, Belgian Championships that time I need to do it with the pros but my affection was so hard that it was not possible to start there and um, I was thinking yeah I want to to race one time uh, again for Irons Berman action and then it was party tour where I had a good level but I feel I had not a level to go for the win because yeah it was just again my first race after the injury and uh yeah i i train uh three four weeks i think uh i cannot train and you feel then when you start you come from the baby zero you have a good level you crash and then three four weeks nothing and then two weeks training and then start the uh, party tours it's yeah you need to be uh, it's not possible to start there with uh with the best feeling i think so what's your mindset towards that? Because that is really a hard time when somebody has an injury or they have to sit on the sidelines for a little bit. And then you're trying to get ramped back up and trying to catch up to everybody almost on the fitness level. Were you just going in to Perry tours? Like, Hey, I'm just going to get some fitness. You know, you know, you're not at your best, but your ego, your brain is like, I want to be where I know I can be at. How did you approach that mentally? Yeah, it it was hard because then you think I, I go to one of the races where I can try to win, and uh, I think uh, at that moment I say mentally, uh, normally I'm I have a pro level, thus I don't need to be one hundred percent to have my best shapes with U twenty three to to win, mm-hmm. but yeah. It's not like U twenty three level is like uh, it's like shit. Uh, it, it's a good level, and uh, also there there was a big of good teams. And then you see, I had maybe ten or fifteen percent less uh, from my top form. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not possible to to say uh, I go for the win, but you you try for the motivation uh, for your head. You say yes, I'm ready, but then. Uh, when the battle starts, you feel <laughs> you, you feel in the beginning you feel yeah the feeling is good. It was also good and uh, in the start of the race after twenty k we crash also. Mm. I was also in the crash. I broke my frame there also, but I came back and then I say no, I want to show me, and then I push. But you feel you have not the power that you have before, and then you need to do. Uh, you need to. You cannot show you like. You cannot say on the on the climb. I go full. No, you need to think. Oh, after this climb, there will become other climbs, 
and I, there I need to be followed the, the best riders. And if I go here to the maximum, maybe on the other uh, other uh, climbs, I will be dropped. And uh, then you need to be calculate and, uh, and and a little bit listen to your body. And uh, I do my best there, but yeah, on the end you feel maybe if if I had a better feeling, I can say on the one of the last climbs I try to do uh, to push and uh, see what happened. But uh, on this time I need to follow, and then then in the sprint, yeah, you feel you uh, you lose so much energy in the race, mm-hmm. uh, like when you have a top form. Everything is better. The positioning you you can go like positioning, uh, starting on the climb at the top five, but then if you have not the best feeling, you need to you need to try to follow and to stay in the front, to be uh, yeah, and and hopefully you survive the climb and there uh, there you see if you not train. Uh, you cannot, uh, you cannot, uh, I, I don't know how you say it. Uh, um, Be the hammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You, you need to work for it. It's not, uh, uh, cycling is a really hard part and uh, it's not all, only uh, training, also mentality. It's uh, really hard and everything needs to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you need to be lucky and, Last year it was not my not my best year about that, but uh, it's happened. It's over, and now I need to focus on the on the next uh, years and uh, trying to yeah to win races with the pro riders and uh, mm. that's that's maybe the next step in my career. What do you think are some of the big races that you'll be targeting that you have hopes of getting big results at? Yeah, I think uh, not at this time, but maybe in the next years. I think races like, uh, yeah, just like the classic races, uh, also the 1.1 races in Belgium, uh, a lot of races, it's for, uh, it's good for me. And uh, I think for sure Paris-Roubaix with the pros and Kent um, Wavelham will be race for me in the, in the future and uh, no, I'm I'm working for that. I'm trying to to find uh, the good shape because my first part of the season uh, the season at this moment was for me like uh, was for me shit. It was not good. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was working with another trainer and uh, I make some faults there because on uh, altitude I was I do the first time uh, sleeping in an altitude tent and I think I train a little bit too hard and too long there uh, when I was inside the, uh, the tent and uh, I sleep really, really high there and uh, my body was like when I wake up it was like ah shit I need to train no far five hours and uh, my body was I was sleeping eight hours in the night but it feel that I sleep two or three hours oh wow and uh like when I come out the tent, I was sleeping at 3,500 meters every day. And when I came out uh, the tent, I uh, go directly with uh, my team uh, on training camp. And there, the first days, the feeling was okay. But then after afterwards, I was feeling like, 
Uh, I, it's not uh, the ends where I was hoping for. Um, I think I make there some mistakes to sleep maybe too high, mm. to train too hard. And then when I was coming over my altitude tent, I go directly on training camp with the team. And I think it was better that I, after the altitude tent, I stay a little bit easy, um, let my shape coming, and then go on training camp with the team. And I think that broke my whole first part of the season. Like uh, I was doing then Maxiège, I was in the break. And uh, when I was in a break, it was no problem to push long, high watts. But my problem was more like when uh, when there was a climb, it was or a cobblestone section or something. It was in the first part, like after 5K, 10K, 100K, don't worry. Um, it was like um, I started there and then I was feeling uh, shit. I have not, uh, I cannot push, uh, not push that uh, power. And uh, maybe that was because I trained uh, maybe too slow in the first part of my uh, building up. And uh, then on the altitude tent, I train also hard, really long uh, blocks or intervals. And um, then I feel on, I can push around. Uh, 350, 400 watts. I can train uh, for a long time in that uh, uh, with that power, but like pushing uh, for five minutes uh, more than 500 watts and uh, power that I put normally the last years, uh, that was not possible. Also not in the start of the race or training or in the end, but riding on... Uh, around my FTP, just under my FTP, it was no problem to, to ride uh, three, four hours. And, um, but the, like the, the hard interval sections uh, or the, the short, the short uh, parts, uh, the feeling was like, uh, I, can, I can go faster, but my body say no. Mm. And uh, Mm-hmm. And then I was like the O2 max efforts and like the short punchy climbs were just brutal. Yeah, yeah, my my VO2 max was like I was. It feels like my FTP and VO2 max was the same. When I go <laughs> 10, 20 watts over my FTP, and I rode there three minutes, then I was completely completely empty, and my legs was like explosion. Wow. And I, what types of intervals or what do you think was the big bulk of the training before that? I'm curious because I had a similar issue a few years ago and I think I know what my problem was, but I'd be curious, what, what were you doing for the rides? Or would you think it was just too much volume in the altitude tent somehow? Yeah, I think it's the mix because I sleep in altitude train, uh, tent and I train a lot on uh, the fat zone, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just uh, uh, like a sweet spot. And just under my sweet spot, I train a lot in that in in that power. And uh, when I was training a lot there, I have it was pro, it was okay. It was it was like it's normal. It's mm-hmm. uh, for me. It was like uh, I can do an endurance around my sweet spot mm-hmm. the whole day long. And but when I need to push, 
to my VO2 max or higher watts, mm-hmm. uh, watts, then it was no problem. Uh, then it was not possible. Yeah. And uh, this is crazy. I think, this, sorry, go ahead. This is crazy to hear. Yeah, yeah. It was like I was. It, I, it, my feeling was I was like a, a triathlete. Uh, <laughs> I think that sometimes if I do know something like that, I will be in the front maybe. But you see also my uh, um, my sweet spot, and just under my sweet spot, the zones was like really high, much mm-hmm. higher than last year. Yes, but the other. Uh, like my VO2 marks and and all the things like that was much lower. And you saw also on my tests, like my five minutes, three minutes, two minutes, where normally my best uh, watch, uh, where I can, uh, where I can, yeah. It was like, I was before like more like a pro rider and that watch, but in in this moment, it was like, oh, how is it possible? But no longer my my the minutes like when I test uh, sixty minutes or I was looking to my uh, ninety minutes or what can I push on three hours? That was much higher than uh, the years before. But the other uh, watts was like whoa, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I had the same experience. So gravel racing started blowing up in the U.S. And everyone, like, there had been people that were doing it. But some of the big races were, you know, everyone wasn't really sure how these races were going to shake out now that there were going to be so many more, like, good riders at them. And so a lot of the thing was, hey, you're going to have to do a ton of, like, sweet spot, low threshold. So I was cranking out these, like, two, three-hour rides at, like, really high wattage for me. And like you said, the lower levels, my endurance, I was riding like 20 watts higher. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm flying. I went to go do VO2 max efforts and was just like, if I went to a normal road race, instead of like a seven hour gravel race, I was getting shelled. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I thought I was feeling so strong and it's the, the sweet spot, man. It is so many people in the U S overuse it. They ride it way too much. They do the same damn thing over and over again. And then they go rot and they feel fast. Cause like you're saying, like, you're like, man, I'm flying for three hours. And then they go to a road race and it gets really hard for four minutes. See you later. And they're like, wait a minute, what just happened? And I think it's really that turning the dials you were talking about inside using VLA max and how some cyclists need to reduce their VLA max and, it's not always, we can't always just say more of everything is better because we can't just add everything. And like you added on a lot of like super long duration power, but that might not help you stay in the race when you're racing with the big boys. And, uh, that's so I've that season, that first spring, I was just like, man, I screwed something up. And, um, I think sweet spot really has gotten, it's marketing. It's not great for everybody. Um, especially I think like a cyclist at your level, I think people are more seeing that like it can do more harm when it's overdone. So at least you're figuring this out at 22 and, um, you know, you've got to, you know, it's not like when you're in your prime and waste a whole season away. So what's, um, so let's actually, let's talk about the training for a second. Um, Cause it seems like you really do think a lot about this, which is good. You know, a really 
open-ended question when you felt the fastest and you felt like you've been at your best and maybe before like the Perry roubaix where you were in third what's the most important aspect of your training like um the the weeks before and i like to do trainings like uh, like run my vo2 max some days before so like 30 seconds 30 seconds uh Okay. Some intervals like pyramid uh, inter- intervals and uh, stuff like that, like thirty quite... on fifteen off, like those types. Yeah, like thirty second uh, VO two max, thirty second easy mm-hmm. uh, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Then I feel, uh, then I feel I can go surfing, not too hard, but I surfer, mm-hmm. and then in the race, I think it will be help me when I I. I'm like maybe on the on the quadrant. I need to push, and then I can push a little bit more because I do intervals like that. And uh, I think that's one of the things that help me when uh, when I'm when I train. Uh, like then that bring me to the maximum, and that things help me also in the race. And I think sometimes to do scooter training uh, mm-hmm. with uh, most of the time, my father helped me with that. And uh, like, that's also good uh, training to, to train your speed. And uh, a lot of pupils, I think they think I need to, to ride like one or two hours around 40, 45 uh, kilometer per hour mm-hmm. and uh, training alone like that. And not with a scooter. And then, yeah, if I do that, uh, maybe I'm I'm damn fast in the race. But I think it's uh, it's not true because uh, yeah, then maybe you train like me, what I trained this year in the first in the first part, and then you feel that on training you feel you're really good uh, because on the lower watts. But when you go then over your FTP, you go to the VO2 max. And the maximum zones, then you see, yeah, I'm not so not so good. And <laughs> You're not so Superman as you might have thought. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And when you ride around two hours, around 40 or 45 uh, kilometer per hour, yeah, then, then you sit just under your FTP most of the time. And th- that's then you sit more uh, riding around your sweet spot. And mm-hmm. then you, yeah. I've seen a lot of people make way more gains. Um, I'm not a huge Steven Seiler fan. He obviously talks about the four by eight minute interval, but like a lot of people now talk FTP, go do 45 minutes at sweet spot. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't you try and do 10 minute intervals at like 102 to 105% FTP and start progressing that way. And when you push people out of the comfort zone a little bit, they start to make these breakthroughs. And I'm like, it's not just longer is good but you have to still go hard. Like it's, um, it's interesting, but question on the moto sessions, then what type of thing would you do with your dad? Get out of town, warm up, get out of town. And then what are you guys doing? Yeah. Most of the time I say I'm coming in one hour back and then I, I wrote just warming up, then a little bit endurance and then I pick him up and wow. then, uh, I, I do one, two hours, uh, behind him. Okay. Sometimes I do sprint training uh, and to try to to beat them in the mm. sprint and uh, stuff like that too. Yeah, to 
then I sometimes I think it's not a scooter. It's my uh, mm-hmm. I need to fight with him, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I make I make for me I make in when I train with him. I make a rider from him, mm-hmm. I, and I don't think he have a, a motor. He have also a bike, and I need to beat him yeah. like in a sprint or something. You're or, uh, like GVA or somebody. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then yeah sometimes it helps me um like, and i think also i don't need to be um uh, need to be have a lot of races but i can also do good trainings to have a good shape on my first race when i start again and uh no you see no uh, my last race was dwarsdorf flandre mm-hmm. uh i saw there that yeah the first part i i feel i was not in the shape uh for doing uh to do tour of flanders and uh then i say also to the team maybe it's better that i directly rest a little bit uh not completely but uh that my body recover and then start my training like the winter sessions back on and then working on that and building up to uh good shape again mm-hmm. and that's what i do know I, I, I my last race was 28 march this is a long way no at this moment and my first week is uh, my first race is next week uh, saturday and uh let's see what it gives but uh yeah it's i'm working and 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 hopefully i'm ready in the next weeks you will be it's always it produces like anxiety we had so um we had our first race our team we're just like cat ones here in the u.s and it was last weekend some people had done some gravel stuff but not having raced in a year we were all like it felt so weird and like it 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 went well but you're when you don't have that litmus test against other people I mean, at least you have the scooter and you know the scooter is faster than somebody on a bike so if you can beat the scooter you're in good shape yeah, yeah, for sure. But I also, you see, uh, like some years ago, the riders say a lot of times, I need to have races for coming in a good shape. And no, I think uh, when you see you no know, Roglic, mm. uh, he stops after Liège Bassonnier. And I think his first race again is uh, uh, Tour de France. This, mm-hmm. It's also two months. Uh, without any race and you see that a lot of riders yeah they they go directly in the biggest race and they don't do they need to have uh three stage races and uh some races to have the best shape Mm -hmm. and i think like insight it's also a good um yeah it's good for your mentality because you can see know your walls or that this and you're covering you the do, you yeah you do it again and you see oh my two minutes is in one time is better and then it's mentality is also one part okay the race is also different because there is a stress from i need to be in position there positioning there that's also a feeling what you yeah you don't have when you say, okay, I stopped two months with, uh, with racing. Mm-hmm. But I think when you just, uh, 
you you do the training from inside and you follow that and uh, your trainer uh, helps you uh, with that and you say yeah, I want to be there good I think you will be ready there and mm -hmm. you don't need to have a race before to be have the good shape at that race when you train uh, good you sleep good uh, you you try to work uh, hard Mm -hmm. uh, then it will become, and you don't need to have a race. I, you know, I would, I, if this was a year and a half ago, I'd probably disagree, but I think my coach now is uh, Tom Bell from the UK and he's really big in the physiological side of like, what is every training session doing? What are you changing in your body? What are you trying to adapt to in the training? You don't need the race. You need the races when you're going to unleash all of this work that you've methodically done. That wraps up part one with Jens. That was awesome. Make sure you come back for part two. We talk a lot more about training and racing and what is it from America that makes him want to come back here. I don't think you could guess this. Uh, maybe you could. There's another athlete that's obsessed with part of this, but you got to wait till the next episode. Loved it. Thanks for checking it out, guys. Hope you have a great day. See ya.